Hey. Hello, 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 hello everyone. Uh, welcome, welcome to, to a, a very special episode of Double Jump Radio. Let's, let's uh, without, without further ado, let's uh, kick, kick things, things off with, with a little, little intro. intro. You are now listening to Double Jump Radio. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host, Bia, and I'm joined by my co-host, John. John, how are you, my friend? I'm okay. I have been playing very few games, which is normal for the podcast, um, and watching lots of wrestling, which I'm not sure how much I'll talk about it. It's hard to talk about wrestling as, like, completely isolated, but we'll see. I feel yeah, like that's, that's the, that's that's the, the other, other like content in the podcast is, is, is wrestling, wrestling talk, which, which I love. Oh, that castle! I don't bring it up that much at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I look, I look forward, forward to it. it. I think it always like lands in the same way though. Where it's like <laughs> I talk about wrestling, I ran out of like you know runway <laughs> very quickly, and then yeah. But, uh, anyway, what about you? <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, it's, 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 it's been it's been, been good, good, my friend. I am trying to. Give me a second. second. Uh, um, just, just wondering if, if uh, everyone can hear it. <laughs> if uh, everyone can hear it, it's just fine. Uh, you, you, you dig it? Thank you. Thank, thank you, you while you dig it. Or you dig, dig it, should I say. I really, really appreciate you coming and say hi. Uh, how's, how's the echo, echo now? now? It's a little bit better. Okay. okay. Echo, Echo on, on my, my mic. mic. Got, got you, got, got you. you. Okay. Then at me. All right. I might turn off. Okay. I've just got my mic muted. The uh, the the soundboard muted for a sec and while we uh, do this. But yes, thank you. <laughs> DC Brett, is it is it still echoing? You dig it. Uh, says no. Says it's a bit better now. Good now. Cool. good teething problems everyone awesome thank you thank you so much for joining us for a very special live recording of double jump radio uh expect lots of talk about uh the latest in gaming news the batman some destiny 2 as well as some long-awaited wrestling talk courtesy of our friends at aew uh john let's let's uh talk about what was on the site last week Uh, i guess the first story was uh, Callum's Dying Light 2 review. Um, yes. Yeah. It's like our first like negative review with a star rating, I think. Oh, wait. Oh, is that true? Maybe not, actually. It's, I think so. A star I, rating still feels so new. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I haven't kept track of it already. But um, anyway, yeah. It is more negative than our review, I think how recent reviews have been a mm, little bit mm. but um yeah I was, I was kind of disappointed to hear because i think like reviews in general are kind of lukewarm so i wasn't yeah. too surprised but Calum yeah. seemed a bit more down on it yeah than, like most initial and and reviews. like uh just to recap Callum gave it a two two out of five review uh, essentially he's a he was a big fan of the original game so he was expecting a lot from this and i guess techland uh the developer slash publisher had a lot of like made a lot of promises as to you know the narrative of this game and and the scope of it and and you know the the 
the impact of player choice, but it didn't it, it didn't quite um it didn't quite uh like play out in that way. And I think the the disappointing part is that you know it's kind of gone backwards in a couple of ways. So if we if we look at um you know what Callum said specifically. Uh, you know, he found that it was overall a massive disappointment and that, to quote him directly, somehow the writing and gameplay managed to be less coherent, the environment feels less varied, and the atmosphere is so very bland. It's probably um, not the type of thing you want to think, like, hear about or read about uh, when it comes to a zombie apocalypse game. You think, like, atmosphere and, you know, <laughs> kind of vibes are the, the biggest part of it. Yeah, it's not... Because, um, like, I... Because I think I played it like a couple years ago and I bounced off. <clears throat> the original? So, yeah. Like yep. the, yeah. yeah um, and I bounced off like, I don't know, there's some point where you kind of shift regions. I don't know how far like, into the game it is. But I remember bouncing off quite hard after that point because I was having so much trouble with the special zombies, I think, at that yeah. point in the game. Anyway, I was kind of surprised this one is apparently the same. So that was kind of disappointing because I was kind of wondering, it's like, oh, could this one actually fix some of the troubles I had with the first game? Knowing that I was like in love with it in the first place. So mm. like, that's kind of unlikely. But yeah. um, still, I was, yeah. I was kind of surprised that, that like that seems to be kind of a thesis statement <laughs> from Callum's review is like so much of it is the same or slightly worse. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and that's, you never want to hear that when it comes to a sequel. Uh, for, for anything, whether it's a movie or a game, and that's why I was like especially disappointed. And yeah, you'd hope yeah, it, you'd expect more. <laughs> yeah, it took so long to come out. Yeah, well, what is it like? I got so much trouble. Like eight years? Like, I think it was like at least seven years because I think Dying Light One came out in like 2014. It was, it was like an early PS4 game, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, now it's coming out the start of the next gen, and it's yeah. more or less identical from the sounds of, oh, it sounds like better because i remember hearing other people say this like i think the parkour has been refined mm. like that those gameplay systems have been improved but mm -mm. it doesn't sound like much else has like it also yeah. sounds like it makes me think that when they announced this game they seemed there was a lot of ambition behind it mm -mm. Um, for sure more, and like it does make me think that they've really scaled down on those things over the years until we kind of got what we got or what Callum got because none of us played it <laughs> yeah it's it's um yeah I don't know like I, I guess the idea of the first person parkour and and like you know really like traversing and, and just kind of the the element of like you know you, you get more rewards when you when you go at night you know you like kind of everyone's all the zombies are out everything's like higher stakes I think is a cool concept but I guess it wasn't executed well uh, and worse this time around which is disappointing well yeah because that's something callum noted was uh it might be true in the first game but i remember it feeling like he said that you have the timer when you have when it's nighttime mm. like counting down to the morning and you also have a paraglider that makes everything very easy when it comes to nighttime yeah and then and i was kind of thinking about how like i didn't play i don't know i think i kind of avoided nighttime a lot in the first game but i remember there being like a very remember there being like you'd like didn't know how much time you had like maybe i'm wrong there like i feel like maybe there was a watch or something <laughs> that yeah. told you but um i don't know i remember being like when nighttime hit and everything became stronger and scarier it really f made like forced like it transformed the gameplay in a really interesting way and it sounds like they might have dulled that down a bit in the mm. sequel 
for the sake of kind of keeping the experience a bit more flatter. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to play it now. But I also don't have like a very you know, like strong memories on the Yeah, so, I don't know. I'll just trust Callum's review and not play <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's that's what we'll do. I guess speaking of reviews, the next story that we had on the site was actually my review of the Batman from uh, our. Uh, uh, from Matt Reeves, who uh, I guess people would be familiar with from the last two most recent Planet of the Apes film, Planet of the Apes films, um, and uh, I guess the the main thing with the with this is that it's it's a f- like a f- it's it's a freaking fantastic movie. It actually shows Batman doing detective work and you know trying to solve the Riddler's riddles and like kind of solve a case. So. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about it in the chit chat section later on in the show. Um, so for now, I just want to say, you know, I love it. I gave it five stars, but I'll talk more in depth about it later on. I'll I'll keep it spoiler free because I know John, you want to watch it. You haven't seen it yet. I'm sure plenty of people at home want to watch it as well. So we'll, we'll try and keep it spoiler free as much as we can <laughs> later on. And I guess the uh, the final story was Jake's. I, I love it, Jake's. Um, uh, Jake's, uh, I guess, coverage of the the official Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet announcement over the weekend. Uh, it, it, oh, no, it was it was last week, I think it was. Um, it was late last week, and we'll cover that in yeah. the first news story. So I think um, that probably serves as uh, as a good a segue as any. And I'll uh, yeah, let's uh, move on to the news. got a quick question from dc brett did you think the atmosphere was like the gotham series um i haven't seen the gotham series completely like i've seen bits and pieces here and there but i think it was more moody than the gotham series it's definitely not like the nolan series was basically just chicago (laughs) like gotham didn't have its own kind of identity um and like I would say that the the vibe of this city was definitely a lot more dark and grimy. Like, it definitely felt more noir. Like a seedy city, you know what I mean? It it felt... Like, there was definitely um, a lot more attention put to the difference between the really... um, How should I put it? The the really, like, kind of upper crust, pristine, beautiful, like, uh, you know, like, like... gardens and billboards and everything and then like the contrast between like the underground the seedy nightclubs and and like the alleyways so i think it 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 actually reminded me a lot of the it actually probably reminds me more of the the batman animated series in terms of atmosphere than um uh than the uh than the gotham series but yeah great thank you for the question um yeah (laughs) anyway let's uh let's get back to the uh to the news at hand uh, John, the first, I guess, thing to the elephant in the room is that there's a war going on right now, uh, um, you know, over the past week. I think it's only been a week. It feels like longer, but uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, you know, millions of people displaced, leaving the country and, you know, lots of people staying back to fight. And I guess in solidarity with the Ukrainian people, uh, you know, a lot of companies, governments have sanctions on russia and it seems like 
the gaming industry is uh you know not none is not asked like kind of doing the thing that it normally does and just ignore things that happens in the world it's actually like kind of getting involved um ea sports is one of these companies tell us a little bit about what's going on there john yes um yeah so ea has removed both the russian and belarusian uh, national teams from fifa and nhl i actually didn't know they were involved in nhl <laughs> now i think about it but it makes sense um yeah and as well as joining a handful of uh, actually probably countless teams uh, companies at this point and like actually you know stopping their games being sold in russia as well mm, mm. Uh, which um i'm not sure if that i think some of it like applies to belarus as well but most of it's just russia yeah as um, yeah. far as it's been reported um this only applies to russian teams um whether it's like national sides or um in fifa and nhl 22 or the professional football clubs in like um cska moscow and locomotive moscow and a few others um, otherwise, the individual athletes that are Russian will be staying in the games um, with their non-Russian clubs. So, I'm not, otherwise, I'm not quite sure how they handle it. If it like applies to like Ultimate Team and stuff like that, mm. um, or like in you know in a impactful way, I don't know. Neither of us play. But, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like you know, it's very um, hasn't quite happened in games before. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, this kind of global event impacting it like it's like a minor thing really i'm not I, i'm kind of wary to give it too much significance but yeah. um i guess it's, it's all you can really do if you're like you know this far far removed from from the situation yeah definitely mm -hmm. um otherwise ea has joined companies like xbox activision blizzard um cd project epic games playstation um specifically with their sales of Gran Turismo 7. I'm not sure if they blocked much else, but they might have. Um, as well as Bluber Team as well, like the horror developer. They've blocked their game sales in Russia for at least for the time being. Um, and yeah, there's just been like a general, you know, push towards, you know, at the very least making a statement. Yeah. If not just like actively removing their business from Russia, mm. which is, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, aside from that, there has been multiple studios donating efforts to donating money in their efforts to like aid, um, Ukrainian citizens and like, um, so that includes Pokemon company, uh, donating like 270 Australian. I'll just put it in Australian dollars from here on out. Cause they're all different currencies. Um, 11 bit studios behind Frostpunk and this war of mine, um, donated 900 K or around 900,000, um, the Swedish studio Fat Shark, um, who developed Warhammer Vermintide um, mm. 2. I'm not sure if the same developer the first one. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I figured. Um, they donated 40,000. Um, Quantic Dream of Heavy Rain and Star Wars Eclipse, that was announced kind of recently. They donated just over 100k. And Clash of Clans um, Supercell, which is owned by Tencent currently, um, they donated around 1.35 million. Um, and they said they would match a further million from any donations made by players afterwards. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so just like a lot of, you know, unified effort from the industry so far, at least on a business sense. Well, like, yeah. well, no, like donations aren't a business expense really, but like, still. Like, it's, it's, it's good to see this. It's, it's good to see, like, I guess, 
this could be like a tangible, like this could have a direct impact on the people in Ukraine, you know, and the, and the relief efforts, you know, helping keep hospitals running, electricity going and things like that. That's that's definitely, you know, where, where we'd love to see this this type of action happening. Yeah, it's definitely. It's, yeah. It's nice to see the game industry actually be like doing something in a like purely positive seemingly. Yeah. Because I feel like that doesn't happen too much. Yeah. Like, reported multiple times. Yeah. So, and I guess, yeah. uh, you know, that brings us to our next story, which is a bit more, a bit of a, bit of a downer. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even worse. Even worse somehow. So, uh, you know, long-time listeners, I guess game fans at this stage would be aware that Activision Blizzard has been facing a lot of turmoil. Uh, I mean, prior to getting acquired by Microsoft, and, and, and for like $69 billion US, uh, Activision Blizzard has been facing, uh, you know, lawsuits from different groups. And I guess most famously, the California Department of Employment and Fair Housing uh, filed a lawsuit last July. And one of the things that the DFEH cited in its lawsuit was the fact that uh, an Activision staff member actually committed suicide while on a company retreat. Uh that person wasn't named, and it's since, uh, but this over the past week, uh, the family of former Activision Blizzard finance manager Kerry Moynihan, who's the person who committed suicide, has filed a wrongful death lawsuit in the uh, LA Superior Court. Uh, this actually comes uh, via the Washington Post, who you, you you see on screen right now. Some excellent reporting coming coming out of there. I think Washington Post has been there, like breaking a lot of the stories with Activision Blizzard and. Uh, I guess the the main allegation here as part of the suit uh, is that um, the the family's alleging that her sec- that Carrie uh, uh, Moynihan's sexual harassment uh, was while at the company was a quote significant factor in her death uh, or in her committing suicide. Um, part of this it's part of this allegation also is that her supervisor uh, Greg Restituto. <laughs> sorry uh who since who left the company shortly after her death um was actually her direct superior and was also uh having a sexual relationship with her on the side but didn't disclose any of this to the uh to i guess the the police the investigative team who were looking into her death in 2017 um yeah it's uh, i guess what what happened was they're alleging that uh, Greg actually lied to the investigators when they probed him into what was happening, um, you know, into the circumstances around their relationship and and the extent to which they were connected. Uh, according to this, um, he also, quote, seemingly made unusual inquiries with other employees who were present with Kerry the night preceding her death, <laughs> which makes it, like, it, it's difficult to understand what they what this means, but it could possibly mean that Maybe he was trying to figure out if other people knew about it. Like, that's what it sounds like. And he was kind of, like, openly asking people, like, oh, you know, have you, what do you, th-? maybe something like that. The, the details are a bit, they, they aren't 100% out there um, uh, just yet. But if it comes to trial, we can, I'd, I'd expect that to come through. Um, from what you've heard so far, like, does this seem part and parcel for something that could happen within Activision's? ranks in terms of leadership uh i guess so it's like reading through the articles like it's like layers of aggravation <laughs> like mm. or just anger you know it's like it's just kind of gets worse in such a like way that you don't really 
see in like real world reporting yeah. as much. Yeah. It's just like wipe the cell phone and laptop, like talking shady to the other employees. Yeah. Like, not, like it's, it's very, it's just very upsetting and it's not, I guess it's not a surprise, but it is, it, it does feel lower. Like, cause this like her death was reported as part of the coverage early on. Mm the lawsuit so that part isn't news but i think now we know who it is and... that are coming out of it yeah coming out of this lawsuit <laughs> yeah another one um and and, uh... and yeah i guess apparently um according to the lawsuit activision blizzard actually refused to turn over uh uh the victims uh you know her company issued laptop and that and told i uh, told the investigators oh her her mobile phone was wiped so kind of hiding the proof you know potentially like it, it seems shady if you've got nothing to hide then why you know why try to stop things from like taking its due course and apparently allegedly also refused to give uh investigators access to her supervisor's laptop and phone which is like kind of like further incriminating i mean we're speculating here but it from the outside it definitely seems very very suspicious that they wouldn't turn things over like that at the time yeah at the very minimum, at the very, like, at best, it's, like, incredibly disrespectful to mm. the family. It's just, like, yeah. uh, so sick of hearing this stuff. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, like, yeah. again and again, and it's, like, it's kind of getting somehow worse in aspects mm. again. It's just, For sure. I don't know. We end up repeating ourselves a lot when we, like, report on these kind of stories. Or at least I do. So I don't have too much <laughs> I think we both but, do, um, I know I do. But it's because it's there's so much... <sighs> I think we're just so so disappointed um with what's been happening and every time we hear something new it's it's just kind of brings up the same feelings so that's why i kind of excuse us for feeling this way about it um i guess i guess just to close off the story uh restituto so the the supervisor at the time uh so he when this article was being made he re he had declined to comment as of the writing and uh activision blizzard i guess uh issued a a generic statement of support you know as you'd expect and then added we will address the complaint through the legal process as appropriate and out of respect for the family we have no further comment at this time which i guess is about all you'd expect from you know will Mahale or whoever's handling <laughs> activision blizzard's <laughs> lawyering duties at this time yeah that sounds <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah yes but to cut that off hard moving shifting energy yeah you can't you can't another situation. Yeah, this is this is um, so opposite <laughs> yeah so yeah so um when was it oh like two weeks ago about oh no oh no a little bit over a week ago um international it was international pokemon day which is basically just an excuse for pokemon company to advertise um and this this um 2022's Pokemon Day had like a big slew of announcements. Mm. I think they're all relatively small except for the last one. So we'll go over <laughs> it quick. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Go got a bunch of Alolan Pokemon, which is from the Sun and Moon generation. Um, I actually play that one, so I can actually say something. So only a handful <laughs> have been added so far with that mm. one. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, I don't know, six or something. Like, oh, well, more than that technically, but not many. Uh, but the idea is that the next like three months will be like the Alola season okay um in game yeah. so they'll be like trickling them out in like different events was that the first like kind of i think those are the games that had the first like kind of 
3D ish look, right? Or was that the remake of like Brilliant Diamond and was it? Was it? Oh, I'm just trying to think. Like, what came first? <laughs> hey, in what way? What do you mean? In, in terms of you know when they switch from like, like they actually went like a bit more 3D looking, and I think they were on Switch, right? Sun and Moon. Oh, X and Y changed completely over to 3D. Yeah, I remember. And that was that on 3DS, way, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. As far as I know, that was the first one. But like they played with 3D graphics in entries before it. Mm-hmm. So like, cause, you know, like black and white right before it had, I think it was right before it, um, had, you know, like 3D buildings. But otherwise it was still sprite based. Yeah. Anyway, Pokemon Go is like, I think it's kind of like down the line in terms of like, you know, tech significance. Um, <laughs> but um, aside from Pokemon Go, we had Pokemon Masters X got a new update. So a Victory Road game mode and a number of new sync pairs, which I think it's sync pairs, as I understand it, like the gacha in this game you know it's like a pokemon and a trainer um i think that's how it works i never actually tried it um pokemon cafe remix got a new feature as well i think it's kind of got to something to do with like shinies as well yeah um otherwise that seemed pretty um relatively unimportant i suppose <laughs> um pokemon you get unite got a new battle mode called four full fury battles which is apparently very similar to league of legends ultra rapid fire mode the idea is that you just it's like a shorter mode where you get to use your abilities more often so it's just kind of in theory a lot more exciting um and they'll also be adding um the pokemon dura ludon which is like kind of like a steel dinosaur kind of thing um that'll be in the game as well um probably already because we're reporting this pretty late um Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl finally got the mythical Pokemon Shaman added, which I think was an event in the original games, Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. It's like a, what's it called, like a mystery gift sort of event, something like that. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of, yeah, now it's being added or, you know, um, back into the remakes. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, just to finish off this list of minor updates, um, Pokemon Legends Arceus got its first, uh, like, quote unquote, major update um daybreak so version 1.10 or one 1.1.0 um it kind of focuses on end game <laughs> content yeah so makes sense like new pokemon outbreaks kind of a new like um i think it's kind of like a battle tower thing except it's kind of in a dream dimension <laughs> i think that's my understanding of it um there's also a new pokemon day mystery gift which will be unlockable until the end of the month and um there was also the announcement of an upcoming uh, new anime adaptation based on the Hisuian region. Um, but it won't be an adaptation of the game. It'll have had the original story. Um, it's going to be like online, like a lot of these Pokemon, um, like, you know, anime miniseries are. Yeah. And um, yeah, other than that, the big announcement is the announcement of the next mainline games in the Pokemon series, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. I'll be interested in hearing, you know, if, if if chat like if if the I guess those quote unquote minor updates to the existing games, I wonder if any of those are actually like exciting. <laughs> it's it's hard to tell without like not playing Pokemon myself and and those games in particular. Just just what the ex- the level of excitement is around those those announcements. But yeah, tell us about the new games. Yes, so there isn't too much information, but it's like it's still like such a surprise because this means that. Just to, oh, I'll get to it later, actually. I'll just go through the information. So Scarlet and Violet seems to be based, uh, 
based in a place like a setting based on Spain, uh, specifically based on the Iberian Peninsula, as kind of Sleuth figured out online pretty quickly. Um, it's a peninsula that's divided between Spain and Portugal. And I think, I, yeah, anyway, that's kind of it. <laughs> um, otherwise, there's not much information on that. Aside yeah. from that's kind of what the natural setting is going to appear like. Um, it seems to be taking on a lot more open world elements like Arceus, except um, this time instead of like segmented zones like Monster Hunter kind of has. Like that's that was how I thought of it. Um, it'll be a seemingly a like full single single kind world. Fluid. Yeah, exactly. So like just from the official website, it will feature a quote, richly expressed open world with quote, various towns blend Oh, various towns that blend seamlessly into the wilderness with no borders. So, yeah, mm. just kind of talking around the fact that there won't be any, like, loading, I guess, between Which, zones. I feel like all the Pokemon games famously have had loading zones, like, you know, even just moving between screen to screen. So, I feel like they didn't have to go this far. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm worried because I think it was announced that this game's coming out. It's slated for this year. Yes. Yeah. So it's like set to release at the end of this year, which means that it's there's not long. Been <laughs> technically five Pokemon games, like on Switch, released within about fourteen months, probably. Yeah. Because Diamond and Pearl came out in November. So it's kind of insane. It's, it's a bit soon. Like 13, I don't know. I like uh, maybe. I mean, I feel like if I was a Pokemon fan, I, I, I probably wouldn't mind a break. And maybe more time yeah. with Arceus or Arceus and explore that world a bit more instead of kind of being rushed into the next kind of mainline games. But yeah, um, I I I, th- I I kind of got the I I always thought that Arceus was it was kind of like a the mainline Pokemon game for this year. I would have thought so. Yeah, given <laughs> the scope not. of it, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but it's apparently not. Probably yeah, not, which also yeah. kind of like the fact that there's another one coming definitely seems to squash the idea that there'll be any like major DLC or anything. <laughs> yeah, for Arceus aside from this recent update. So um, yeah, yeah. Also, I will say I'll mention as well, um, just from the official site as well. Quote: You'll be able to experience the true joy of the Pokemon series, battling against wild Pokemon in order to catch them. Now, an open world game that players of any age can enjoy. End quote. I basically said that because this one seems to be shifting back into like a battle-focused, like combat-oriented game series, like every other mainline game is. Yeah. So instead of like sort of the more varied um, gameplay experience in Arceus, where so like I'm kind of curious to see if they'll be you know still have the sneaking around like stealth mechanics or not. <laughs> stealth like Pokemon in a, in a traditional Pokemon game that'll be hilarious. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> they still seem to be keeping a lot of like the you know like kind of fleshed out natural world which i'm very excited about i'm actually not i don't know because i plan on getting arceus pretty soon once my yep. um joy cons get back from being repaired did you send <laughs> them to out. nintendo yeah okay yeah i got a like an email the other day saying it's like oh they're coming back so it's like, oh, okay good they're not charging me 50 dollars or so <laughs> to oh, that's get good. my joy cons back okay to run us through the process so when did you realize they were like doing the drift thing oh um Oh yeah, like so yeah, so to kind of explain as well as I can, drift makes is basically when the analog sticks kind of detach from the rest of the controller internally. And so they don't really like so you'll kind of switch to the right 
and then like if you try to like move it back it'll kind of stick in position and it won't actually come back mm. to like it's yeah um, neutral zone or anything like that uh, it basically just becomes completely inaccurate and it kind of grows more inaccurate over time as yeah. you try to use it more um, yeah which which is especially annoying in games where movement is critical <laughs> you know like i can't yeah. imagine trying I'll to just play say games really pretty much but like i yeah. like I, yeah like I, I think i'm not sure if mine do i haven't played them i haven't played my switch enough to tell but i think one of them was because like i feel like in mario kart it would i wouldn't drive straight i would be turning without pressing oh, okay. the button so i think i think mine might be suffering from it which frankly like Nintendo knows what's causing it and hasn't fixed it, even in the new OLED Switch, which I think people were disappointed by. Like, there's no, like, improved okay. internal design, which is frustrating. Yeah, because as far as I'm aware, the word, the reason it happens at all is just because of, like, lower quality materials. Yeah, it's like little plastic nubs in there or whatever that are just wearing down. Yeah, because <laughs> all, like, all the cons, like, all the controllers available pretty much suffer from this problem. Joy-Cons just get hit by it really fast. Yeah compared to like everything else so like yeah. people with you know dual sense for ps5s like people like people are getting stick drift there as well it just mm -hmm. isn't happening mm -hmm. at the same scale mm -hmm. anyway i'm just happy it's i'm not spending money to get these because <laughs> they both broke like both the uh, like left joy cons on both sets of joy cons i have broke at the same time <laughs> oh wow like so, so i can't play anything <laughs> so what was the process did you did you was it like a form to fill out or something just I, i'd love the yeah. audience to kind of like at least have an idea of what what was involved from your point of view Oh, okay. From your side. So, um, yeah, basically, you just kind of you have to go to the con uh, Nintendo's like support contact page, send an email saying what the problem is. I think I got some sort of semi-automated like kind of template email that has kind of the um, return like free postage mm. forms that, like and the form ex uh, like where I fill in exactly like the product details, like the you know Serial kind number of the, and everything. Um, yeah, exactly. And gotcha. like what I want repaired. So I tried to make it explicit as possible that it's like it definitely has drift. Like I want this specific <laughs> No thing ambiguity. Yeah. Fair um, enough. I guess it worked. And then it, yeah. I guess. And then I, <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. So hopefully they're coming back this week and I'll get Arceus sometime soon. <laughs> yeah. And um, I guess like to, to finish off the story, I love these yeah. new starters, man yeah um yeah so the only new pokemon revealed so far which is pretty ordinary for how they market these games so the first grass type is sprigatito sprigatito so yeah grass cat <laughs> um for coco uh like a fire croc pokemon i've seen people it's like it's like a pepper shape a crocodile i've also seen someone call it like an apple because of the colors there um, and then Quaxley. I was kind of wondering if it was like, if it's like Don Quixote, is it Quaily or something? Oh, I, I thought, see, I automatically thought Quaxley like quack, like a duck. That's but what I figured. Apparently like he's meant to be like, again today. and he's like Elvis. So, it, you know, Elvis Presley, duck quacks, Quaxley. Like, I love his design. Like, I love these Pokemon designs. Like, they're so freaking awesome. Um, yeah. uh, Minato in chat. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. No, Bone isn't around at the moment. He said he'll pop his head in some point so hopefully soon <laughs> um yes sorry <laughs> sorry john <clears throat> oh i don't think i have much else to add actually oh that's what i was gonna say <laughs> i did look i do feel these starter pokemons are like an upgrade over 
Oh, what gen was it? I think the Alola ones kind of stood out as. Oh, <laughs> shit. I was looking it up where, like, when it came out, but it was like the last two gens I feel have been weaker than this new current set. At least the starting, like, you know, first gen, like first evolution, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I don't know. I'm basically agreeing with you. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. It, it, who's your, who's your. Who's your pick from these three? Sprigatito, Fui, Coco, Quaxley. Like, what do you think? I really like the fire one. I like the cat one as well. Yeah, the, the cat duck, one. The duck one doesn't yeah. speak to me as much. Definitely. I, I think the the duck one speaks to me just because I love his hair. I think I think that's hair. I don't know if that's like that's got. I, I don't know, man. What if it turns out that it's like a it's like a slowpoke situation where it's actually like another symbiotic Pokemon sitting on his head. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm <laughs> getting a image up because I haven't got it. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I think it's meant, to... oh yeah, I actually didn't, I don't think I thought of it very far beyond it looks like a hat. <laughs> I guess it's his hat. Yeah, like, I mean, for me, like, I think we're, we're both cat dads, so cats are definitely the, uh, the the ideal situation here but i think yeah that like fooey coco just looks so cute he's like a little yeah. like crocodile fire thing and i love his like excuse me like his little quiff kind of like tough thing up top and um like quaxley just looks smooth and suave he just looks cool <clears throat> and sprigatito is like kind of that <clears throat> i guess like kind of the happy happy go lucky like cat kind of stereotype in pokemon like i feel like either cats are really happy or they're really like nonchalant in in pokemon i don't think there's an in-between oh uh, well there's, a, there's aggressive cat. shinx feels oh uh, shinx actually very it's nice fox, i was right? thinking luxray no mate probably i don't sure and i was gonna say sprigatito seems like as much as i like its design it does feel like just a pretty generic cat that happens yeah. to be grass and green so Okay. But otherwise, I do Shinx, like it. <laughs> I guess, is a cat. Hmm. I'm just pulling up a photo here for folks at home. Uh, Shinx. Oh. Yeah, like, Shinx is more like that kind of, like, happy Pokemon. Um, I was th- I was mainly thinking of Luxray, which is very mean looking. That is very true. Let me get Luxray up. It's the, um... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Luxray is kind of like the the other trope, which is like kind of the the um <laughs> the the aggressive the aggressive Pokemon. Yeah, it's like it loses its smile. <clears throat> it's like Shinx is smiling, and then Luxio is like kind of grumpier. <laughs> yeah, because um, is it Shinx, Lux, Luxio, and then Luxray? Am yeah. I? Yeah, I am. Yep. Yeah, so he's like the the little kid, the teenager, and then the. And then like the the like the jaded adult or something, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah, I definitely love the uh, love the love the new Pokemon, love the starters. I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what the new designs are like. Uh, I think this is a good sign. I feel like if the starters are good, that's usually a good sign of the rest of the cast. I think. Well, it's like I actually really like the rest of the roster in last gen, like in Sword and Shield. I think it's just like the starters. Because I like whoever designs them nowadays, mm, mm. but I feel like the starters haven't been quite as strong as these three. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe we're talking too much. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe chat has got some other opinions. Chat, please let us know what if you were to choose a starter right now from the new gen, 
who is your pick of these three and and why um yeah would lo- would love to uh, i'll i'll read out whatever um whatever you guys write so on to the uh the final news story which is a little bit of a treat for me which is uh capcom announced street fighter 6 uh at the finals of the capcom cup uh event i think it was a couple of weeks now uh, ago so I, I was actually under the weather um and and kind of like trying to fit in wedding planning and all sorts of stuff so i do apologize that we missed last week potentially even the week before <laughs> time doesn't mean anything anymore i think it just keeps going forward um and yeah like uh capcom uh did a countdown and it came down to street uh to reveal street fighter 6 i'm not sure if you kept up with the stuff around this john but essentially the entire internet like freaked out because the logo from this apparently is from like an adobe stock image well, I think I think people didn't like it anyway. Yeah, it, it was is very kind of generic. An yeah, and I like some people pointed out that, like the way it, I'll I'll show it here, like I'll freeze frame it on 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 the screen right now, and that it it looks like it's the SF logo within a hexagon, like SF under he- with a hexagon and then a number six in small writing. It makes it looks like makes it look like when your phone has got when you got an app on your home screen and it's got notifications and it's got a number next to it. It like makes it look like that, like oh, SF's got six notifications, <laughs> which which I get, but for me the the reason why I'm really psyched about it is that like this potentially, based on the fact that no other develop like developers have been named, like this is like Capcom making a Street Fighter itself the first one in a long time because Street Fighter 4 was made by like developed by a company called Dimps and then uh, Street Fighter 5 was developed I think it was like basically started off as another game and then Capcom kind of took it on and then Capcom didn't have enough money to pay for the full development so Sony stepped in with a co-marketing deal and that's why it was um, you know exclusive to PlayStation and PC and Capcom back then versus Capcom now is very, very different. Like, think about it. Like, there was no... Like, Capcom right now, I think, is kicking goals in terms of success. For like, like, Monster Hunter's still doing gangbusters. And I think selling better than ever. Resident Evil's doing really well. Like, the remakes have really done well. And the engine that they're using, um, you can really see it. You can see it here in that the RE engine that this game is running on is has like kind of led to the game it has a more realistic art style like it looks closer to something like tekken like i mean you can see like it's less of that kind of like animated kind of fake animated look of street fighter stylized stylized realism yeah because like i mean like street fighter 4 if you look back now is like kind of very like dark and like the ink ideas were pretty cool i think street fighter 5 sort of ca- it's basically like they took street fighter 4 um turned up the brightness and took away a lot of the splash like the ink splashes so it's like nothing lo- even hair and everything didn't look right and this looks much better like this already even this like short preview if this is like in engine it looks looks uh, really good and and i guess at the bottom the disclaimer it says footage is still of a game uh, in development which suggests that it is in engine um footage yeah, yeah which is the main thing and like i mean let's talk about the fact that ryu looks jacked he's like super wide he looks like a like a marcus phoenix or something like that from the gears of war games um did, did you have, like, you, have you seen it I like how that's the words it's like super jacked 
comma wide. <laughs> yeah, describe people. Yeah, and then like, like yeah, and then and then the he's like basically the teaser trailer you'll see on screen now is uh, and for folks at home listening on audio is basically Ryu uh, facing off against Luke. So Luke was the the last the latest character for Street Fighter Five. Capcom made it very clear that uh, Luke is kind of the the archetype that all the future Street Fighter Six kind of gameplay or the, the characters are designed around so whatever so it's kind of cool to see like um that kind of continuation happen you know the the old meets new i'm not sure where it fits in terms of story because it's like street fighter has that fast and furious thing where like i think technically all the game i think technically street fighter 3 takes place after 4 and 5 still yeah that's my understanding um and i don't yeah, know where so. 6 fits in i presume it, it'll fit in but still before three somehow well it's like because ryu has like the beard right i haven't yeah. actually seen the teaser yeah. yeah so i think that i saw a lot of people assuming that this one would be set definitively in like the you know at the end of the timeline yeah yeah apparently yeah yeah so i do want that would be cool actually. like i mean what do, what do you think so far of what you've seen like do you like it i mean I'm, i actually don't know your background when it comes to fighting games um you know um i've i've pl- played like almost no street fighter i like mm. i guess i get fighting games occasionally to play with my sister but we don't really play much beyond that so yeah. i'm curious to see how this one turns out like oh yeah i was gonna this is a very different kind of rerunning something um like with luke do you think he was because he was like designed as like a street fighter 6 character mm. do you think his design was like from 6 to 5 or 5 to 6 because like was, i remember people yeah. lo- i remember a lot of people disliking his design in 5 a lot I'm not sure if they like it much more in six, but um, you know what? I think it probably was a six to five situation, like based on the the words they said. But I think that's probably more from a, like. I mean, I, I think it would be six to five because they definitely talked up the fact that it was representative of where Street Fighter is going. So he would. He he would definitely have to um. He would definitely have to have, you would definitely have to fleshed out everything to make sure all the gameplay and everything works and, and I guess in the art style like he he definitely looks much better in the new game than the old game like the the old game's engine like Street Fighter Five's engine didn't really do it much favors like didn't really do the characters much favors let's be honest they didn't really look nice, and. Yeah. Especially when like games like the Street Fighter Alpha series, uh, the Street Fighter like Street Fighter Three series, um, even uh, even the um, like Super Street Fighter Two Turbo remake, like remix HD remix that happened on the three sixty slash PS three, like all those games look beautiful and animate really well. And I guess maybe I'm a sucker because. You know, Street Fighter, I think of Street Fighter as a 2D, like, sprite-based game still, in my mind. So, I personally would have loved to have seen, like, a hand-drawn art style, a la, you know, Street Fighter 3. But I understand that that's probably, like, very resource-intensive. And Mm. that's why games like um, King of Fighters and Guilty Gear Strive, you know, Arc System Works-made games, they have, like, they do the thing where it's, like, it's actually 3D models but with an art style that's reminiscent of, like, animation. So it's kind of like you get 
the efficiency of one with the style of the other, but it doesn't quite look as good. So yeah, yeah. it's well, it's like a thing with Strive because I remember I remember seeing comments saying it's like oh, I really want it to look like Strive, or like you know like mm. um, or King oh, of Fighters. Their name. Uh, Arc System Works. Yes, yep. that's right. Um, and I was thinking like I saw other people chiming in afterwards, or it's like they can't sell costumes easily that way. So they need like a full 3D setup where they can, you know, they have to be quite as precious with the visuals. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they could make the costumes, but with that, like try to minimize as much crunch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because like the way yeah. the Arc System Works stuff is like they have to put so much effort into like every single frame as they animate everything. Which makes sense. Everything's like stretched out for the sake of like the visuals looking correct according to like their anime yeah. stylings. Yeah. So it's... Oh, anyway, I forgot off track. <laughs> but I'm excited. Um, I'll definitely be really interested in seeing how this goes. I really hope that Capcom continues the tradition of Street Fighter V's kind of cross-platform play. I think that now more than ever will be important to have, you know, I'd love to see PS, like PS5, Xbox Series, and PC compatibility just to increase the player base. Like Street Fighter, Street Fighter is such a beloved series and it deserves that kind of treatment, I think. Because, yeah, I, I would definitely appreciate that myself. I feel like I'm not going to stop hearing about rollback until it's confirmed. I'm yes. kind of curious if that's yeah, actually... Yeah, for sure. Because Capcom has been pretty stubborn yeah. without like, a lot of Japanese developers. And um, as part of this, like Capcom also announced like the Capcom Fighting Collection, I think it was. Ah, sorry. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And that, I believe, does have net uh, rollback net code. Mm. So essentially, that was a collection of... Um, uh, like 10 classic Capcom fighting games who uh, I guess the whole list um, was I'm gonna like it w yes it was rollback netcode was definitely on there um, yeah because yeah, like you had you had like kind of the dark the games that were dark stalkers like Vampire Hunter Vampire Hunter 2 um, like it's just like just looking at the like for folks at home, I'm just playing the announcement trailer of the Capcom Fighting Collection, and just 2D sprites really age well. Even if they are, you know, you see the blocks of all the pixels and everything, they still look amazing. Whereas 3D doesn't. Like, look at Tekken One or Tekken Two compared to now. Like, you, you yeah, it definitely doesn't age as well. <laughs> yeah, they they closer to like Virtua Fighter. Oh, is that what's called? I yeah, like yeah, yeah. Think, like but... Virtua Fighter, I think had a bit more of a style to it in terms of, I think by virtue of the hardware, like the Sega Saturn, like couldn't do textures and stuff as well. So I think a lot of their style was like basically flat colors rather than like Tekken had like more shading and things like that, a bit more detail. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But I uh, definitely, definitely am keen uh, to see how these. Uh, this Capcom fighting collection works and I guess you know keep an eye out have a look at reviews and stuff if you find that it's a good enough game like if you do want to see another I guess Darkstalkers fighting game another versus game another you know puzzle fighter I guess you got to put your money where your mouth is and and, and grab something obviously yeah, exactly. don't pre-order wait till you the, you get some idea of what the game's <laughs> like and then yeah yeah don't make me be as mistakes yes because I, I was just like thinking like um I feel like we're going to talk about this later, but we went a couple of months 
like a couple of months ago, I was like, oh, who's going to pre-order Destiny 2, Witch Queen? And then next thing, you know, <laughs> like, which edition should I get so I can get everything? <laughs> yeah, well, at least this one turned out good. But yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. I guess uh, that's going to be the, that's going to do it for the news, everyone. We'll, we'll end it on a, a more positive note. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely keep your, keep it, keep an eye out. Um, because, you know, things are still developing in terms of what's going on with Ukraine, Activision Blizzard, all, all sorts of stuff. I'm uh, expecting to see, uh, I think, like, the, there was a rumor around um, Project Scarlet, which was the, the PlayStation equivalent of Xbox Game Pass. Um, like, Jeff Grubb, uh, uh, one of the, like, a gaming uh, journalists, he apparently, like, his sources point out that Sony is going to unveil at least the first steps, like officially unveil what that service is going to look like. And at this stage, it'll probably be just limited to internal testing, but at least we'll publicly be able to get more details and, and, and learn about its existence. And apparently that's due to happen this month. So, you know, not long left to find out what's happening with that, I guess, according to the rumors. Yeah, yeah. there'll be um, mm. Monster Hunters getting an announcement, like getting a stream in a week i think that mm. was just announced a little like a few hours ago or so so that's also happening <laughs> within mm. the next week because mm, mm. uh, like i don't know i bring it up because like once hunter like day oh i think it's daybreak or something the the, the uh, which one sorry, the expansion for um i Riot. think it was daybreak yeah yeah i was thinking it's like wait didn't i just say that earlier <laughs> um, that <laughs> yeah. word but um yeah. anyway Mon uh, yeah, sorry so sunbreak Sunbreak, I guess. Yes. The daybreak um, is a glaze, is like an um a weapon. Pokemon thing. Um wasn't that what the Pokemon update was called as well? Probably. Let's be Isn't honest. That what I just I, said? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, so um yeah. Sunbreak. <laughs> Alrighty then. How about we uh move on to the uh the I guess general chit chat section of the show. Uh would be you know, we can talk a bit more off topic and and get a little less serious about things. So uh, let's let's jump into that one. So yeah, um, big 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 release over this past week was The Batman, uh, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Paul Dano, and Colin Farrell in a very, uh, like, my wife didn't realize that he was in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. like his makeup, like, the makeup team did such an amazing job with, um, like, I, not just, not just, um, uh, not just uh, Colin Farrell's, but everyone else. Oh, my cat is... She's broken her way into the room and she's investigating <laughs> the podcast situation. <laughs> Let's see if I can put her on a seat. <laughs> Folks may be wondering at home uh, who are watching things live, why did I have another... Why did I have an empty office chair behind me? This, this is the reason why. Because I knew at some point she would barge in and want to be part of the show. <laughs> a good idea, actually. That would work on my cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know it's going to happen. Why don't want to give her a spot? Rather than her walking on my keyboard and just causing all sorts of havoc. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I guess 
let's uh, start off with the fact that I freaking loved it. I reviewed it. I uh, I actually got the chance to watch it at an event screening um, on Wednesday, the third. So I think, or the second, like the day before it was officially released in cinemas, and I freaking loved it. It was it was so good that like, like literally, I wrote the review. Like, cause like we got home pretty late, obviously, cause the movie's like three hours and then yeah. like my wife wasn't feeling well. So she woke up at like four something. So basically once she woke up, I was like, I was just thinking about the movies and, and like, I just like, I have to write the review now or it's not going to happen. So I just like, kind of yeah. like quietly had my phone out on the side, trying not to wake her up while I wrote out the review. <laughs> I just <laughs> had to get it out. You know, sometimes things are just on your mind that you, if you don't get it out, you know, you're going to forget them. Yeah. <laughs> it's um yeah i did want to ask like did you really feel the length of it like the duration no. okay um well I, I guess i did feel it like there's definitely a point in the film where it feels like okay this is the closing point but then um like if if you saw it as like a marvel film or like other movies other like comic book movies it'll probably end there and you'll be fine but then there's like a like the th there's actually like a th the third act is actually after that point and it's like the last half an hour where you get a lot of the character development and the growth like it's okay this is probably the 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 only batman film where like uh, i mean you could say sort of like the dark knight does it but it's like this is the only batman film where batman is actually like it's depicted at coming to terms with his responsibility Oh, okay. And 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 there's a bit of growth in terms of like you know going from the masked vigilante to a hero you know that that transition and like this t this film very clearly like signposts that and shows that happening and it's like I actually appreciated that because it it, it didn't just make Batman like you know just a one dimensional character which I think like he kind of suffers from especially in the in the Ben Affleck films he doesn't really there's there's nothing really memorable about him besides the fact that he's like wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Again, Ryu like. Yeah, Ryu like in his in his um in his appearance. But yeah, like I, I really, yeah. really like this. Alright, okay. That's cool. Like, cause I didn't like um you mentioned Affleck's version. And I really didn't like his version all that much. Which mm. a lot of people tend to I don't know, it's pretty divisive in that sense. People either really like him or not. But um face performance, I mean yeah but it's uh anyway yeah no i'm I'm kind of curious to see it's like because when he's like see like just pictures of pattinson in the suit and everything it just feels so angsty you know and i'm not saying mm. that in a bad way it's yeah. just like it's kind it's of hard to different. imagine it melding with the batman like as like you know batman as a character in my mind without actually seeing it so i'm kind of i'm very curious to see actually how it pans yeah. out like um like i guess like the premise of the film is that this is like the second year of of bruce wayne being the batman and like uh, like this version of bruce wayne is what you'd expect from someone who's been like kind of recluded for his like pretty much his whole adult life like like it's it's a surprise whenever he pops out in public even though he's like from this like well-known family and like it, it delves into you know the the gray areas of like you know good people turning bad and things like that and like 
He's literally wearing eyeliner and stuff in this movie. Like, he he literally looks like someone who's like going crazy. You know, obsessed with being a vigilante, like not sleeping, not eating properly, and stuff like that. It's yeah, it, like this movie really captures what I what you'd imagine someone who would be obsessed with being, you know, this vigilante figure would be like. Like. That I think that's what this movie really does well. Like he really captures that as, as both Bruce Wayne and um as uh Batman. Like he's not cool. He's not cool. You know, like yeah, that was you know what I mean. Because like, like I think about that sometimes. Like every time um Keaton's version from the yeah. Tim Burton films. Like yeah. he's such a weirdo. Like as a yes. character, and I really yes. love that. And I, I really wish people thought of like appreciated that more yeah. in like you know current thoughts of batman in general because like i don't because like i feel like when people talk about like what batman should be or what they want to be it kind of like thoughts can kind of veer towards having it be especially almost like abstract take on what's essentially still a superhero you know like just kind of going too far in one direction where i really like keaton's version because it's like he's so obviously such an odd person where it makes total sense as you're like kind of watching him and reading his like personality. And it's like, yeah, that guy would suit off in a Batman outfit and, you know, fight yes. lower, <laughs> lower like, economic people. And, and the thing is like, like Michael Keaton's Batman isn't cool. Yeah. Like he, he well, is eccentric. at the time though? <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe, but like, I, I guess that's true. Like, cause like Adam West Batman at the time was cool. But like you look back now, it's really campy. But at the time, like people took it seriously. Like, oh, you know, it's a he's a crime fighting. Like, yeah. Now we everyone says, oh, it's super campy and like kind of dumb. But back in the day, it was probably like the cool thing. Same thing with um, like Michael Keaton. Like, I remember him being cool when I was a kid. Um, but you know, I guess. I didn't even remember the Val Kilmer movie. <laughs> like that just never even yeah. happened. I, I knew that the um the George Clooney one existed because I think I was old enough to know who George Clooney was. Um but yeah. But definitely the Christopher Nolan films. Like for me, the Batman that I guess I grew up with was the animated series. Right. With Kevin Conroy as Batman. Like that was like, you know Bruce Wayne was cool in there and he did have like kind of the quips that you kind of like think about when it comes to Bruce Wayne when it, like with the Nolan Batmans but the Christopher Nolan like the the Christian Bale Batman is cool like that Bruce Wayne he's a cool guy outside of his life like i think i guess in the dark knight rises like when he's like meant to be older he's not as cool he's like recluse and and things like that eccentric but the first two movies, he's definitely seen as a cool guy. He's like, oh, I bought this hotel. Oh, look at me. I've got a model on my arm. You know, things like that. Yeah, this doesn't have true. that. It does make me, it does remind me of, uh, I feel like I might be describing it wrong, but I'll, I'll try and try my best because it's been so long since I've read it. But like Grant Morrison's run on Batman from some time ago, it's like the defining trait of his character is that like he's kind of the fantasy of Batman as this like, super cool completely perfect batman mm. kind of person you know like you know one of the you know kind of continuing like it's almost like a running joke is how batman is prepared for everything yeah um and you know that's true to a degree but not you know whatever depends on the story and the writer and stuff and like yeah. that one morrison kind of took that to a, to an extreme 
where he's like so completely perfect and prepared for everything that he's got nothing else yeah like he's just this complete lunatic <laughs> like it ends up being where he even has like a backup for when his mind is erased where he's like kind of like really like scrambled together this entirely different like persona that's like this kind of weird um what's the word it's like a, like a mosaic of batman yeah, yeah. it's like and it's just completely insane because it's like this big like red idealized outfit <laughs> like it's yeah uh, anyway, I may, I may have described that wrong, but my point is that like I really <laughs> like it. I remember it fondly just because of how like it kind of takes what people think of him and yep. like him for, and just like pushes it to such an extreme that it almost makes it uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Which I kind of I don't know can't do that all the time. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, and 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 I think yeah, this this definitely does a really good job of, um, like having a unique Batman. Like, uh, unfortunately, it it seems like all Bat. Like, I feel like um, I think like only Kevin Conroy's Batman doesn't have a gruff, like doesn't put on a, like a deep voice, like you know, like a put on voice when he's in costume. I think that started with Michael Keaton, because he had that like I'm Batman, like he that was his thing from like the eighties, and I think every film portrayal of Batman has carried that on, which I think is a bit funny. But yeah, yeah, but that's probably right. Yeah, like, like how, yeah. what is his voice like in this one? I've, I've, I've... He, I mean, like he literally says, "I'm vengeance." Like you hear it in the um, in the trailer. Like it's, it, it does come across very silly, but yeah, um, sweet. Oh, we've got a comment from Cad J Name. Um, oh, sorry, Cadj Name. I fully laughed at the muscle car Batmobile. So it's good to know that deconstructing the thing I was laughing at. <laughs> I um. I actually enjoyed the... So, okay. Before this movie came out, there was, like, this, like, fan, like, book you could buy and stuff, which had, like, kind of... It, it kind of filled in the lore of this movie. So, apparently, in this movie, uh, Batman, like, Bruce Wayne was a street racer as a kid, as a, as a teenager. Oh. You know, it it, it it kind of does do that thing where it's, like, he's just perfect at everything. Like, he's, like, solving problems on the fly. He's good at riddles. He's good at a crime scene. He's good at climbing. He's good at fighting. He's good at riding his motorbike. He's good at, you know, street racing or whatever. And it's, like... And apparently, like, he basically built this Batmobile himself. Like, it kind of... You see it in the movie where there's, like, bits and pieces of engines and parts everywhere. So, this Batmobile, it's... Like, obviously, the Batmobile from... I wouldn't say this is more realistic, but it kind of makes more sense in terms of like what would what would a recluse like what would be a more realistic Batmobile that was basically just you basically think of the toughest like low weight like low to the ground car you can think of, which is a muscle car um, because you can actually park it and move it around. Like there's no there's no bat copter built into it. There's no bat cycle coming out of it. There's no rotating wheels or anything. It's basically just a muscle car. Like super built muscle car with a jet en okay there's still a jet engine in the back for some reason that i'm gonna give him that <laughs> but I, I think it really i think it looks really cool and like um it it, it definitely looks it, it looks more believable in terms of what it does like it's not shown they basically just like punches through vehicles and stuff he's not driving up walls he's not flying or anything like that that you, we saw on like the the batman what was it like batman forever batman and robin you know the 90s movies yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and it's like ridiculous. It's not ridiculously long like the uh, Michael Keaton ones or whatever as well. Like it's not like a basically a land speed record rocket. It it actually looks a bit more believable. And I think this this movie is like a great ad for motorcycles, if anything, because <laughs> both him and Catwoman like ride really sick motorcycles and look really cool while doing it. Um, oh, I mean, I guess look cool. I mean, Bruce Wayne when he's not Batman is basically just looks like a he's just looks like someone from Brunswick who who didn't shower for a while and <laughs> got on a motorbike. <laughs> um yeah. which is very uh yeah, so I uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I think it was pretty cool. I I really, really loved it. I, I really think everyone did an excellent job like acting in it. Like I really loved Catwoman's portrayal. I think Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, like I think them them two like really work well together. Their relationship, like the tension between them, was palpable. Like you, you, you could yeah. actually believe it. And there's no ridiculous thing where she was like, like she's Catwoman because she was a cat burglar who likes cats. She's not a Catwoman because she fell out of a window and was resurrected by cats, and now meows everywhere and <laughs> walks around like cats. Like, like Wait, when the, was that a thing? That was a Michelle Pfeiffer in oh, in okay. I think it was Batman. I think it was oh, the second okay. Batman, Batman Returns. Okay. It's been a while since. Which, um, yeah, so. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, and, like, she's not forgettable like the Anne Hathaway Catwoman, which she didn't really have much to do. Like, it really wasn't explained why she was Catwoman in that movie. Like, it didn't really fit. <laughs> like, maybe it was the casting. Like, I just didn't, don't, be- I didn't believe Anne Hathaway as an action star. Whereas Zoe Kravitz, like, the physicality of the fights and everything you could definitely you can see that like you can believe that someone like her would be um essentially she's got a vendetta against one of the main characters and she's trained like her whole life to get revenge so she's similarly like she's similar to bruce wayne in that they're both like kind of driven but one seeking revenge well whereas one's like trying to save the city so it's like they're both obsessed in different ways um but yeah i really really enjoyed that dynamic um there's there's some there's some like yeah there's this and and i i gotta highlight paul dano as the riddler really really like great villain he he really like he's not he's so he's like the complete opposite of jim carrey (laughs) as the riddler imagine (laughs) (laughs) like he he's he like this is kind of taps into the modern antifa or whatever like you know the you can believe where this type of person, like this conspiracy theory, like violent conspiracy theory believer, taps into that part of America. Like you can really believe this type of person can exist, which I guess kind of makes it scarier. The fact that it is so believable. I thought his impression. I was under the impression that his character was like a channer <laughs> or something, or at what's least what's a channer? Like a four chan person. Oh or like yeah, or whatever. Maybe imagine someone who's a four channer, but who actually has like a reason to be like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I was just, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Are you interested in like the six spinoffs coming out of this movie? That's what I like found out afterwards that there are spinoffs. Like, I just yeah. thought this was like um okay, though, like a big bet. Um, we're hoping that this sticks, and then from that we'll see what happens. But like, I, I would definitely be keen to watch a Catwoman movie. Um, but I think there's like shows announced as well, right? Oh, that's the one I'm talking about. It's so it's, like it's a Catwoman. I'm show? not sure if there were movies. Yeah. No, it's like there's a Penguin movie or show 
and then there's like one that's like yeah, it started off as a GCPD spinoff. Yeah. Apparently, it's kind of turned into more of an Asylum, Arkham Asylum show. Yeah, that's the only that's one that's right. not. There we go. It's not like Ma- <laughs> like. Mm. They were yes. just kind of like gung ho with these spinoffs, like before it came, like well before it came out, because they were announced a while ago. So I'm kind of thinking it's that. like it's probably going to be more. <laughs> like this is this is um like this is from Collider from today. Um. The G, the this is Matt Reeves speaking to Game uh, Radar. But Matt Reeves said that you know the GCDP thing that story has kind of evolved. Where we've actually now moving more into the realm of exactly what would happen in the world of Arkham as it relates coming off our movie and some of the characters again in the origins that you would almost leaning to the idea of. It's like a horror movie or haunted house that is Arkham. I guess, uh, and he talks about you know, um, he 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 says like. The way that Gotham is a character in the movie, I really want Arkham to exist as a character. I 100% believe that he can pull this off. Like, or like, you know, if he produces it, that whoever directs it will pull it off. Because um, that makes sense. Like, Gotham has a presence here. It doesn't just look like... Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, Chicago, like in the Nolan films. Or just like, not even shown in like, the Ben Affleck movies and i guess like michael keaton's one had like it definitely had a look to it but it definitely all i remember from it is like you know it just it looks like low budget like it looks like very fake but i guess that's like kind of a limitation of the time you know painted backgrounds and whatnot so i'm not going to hold that against it definitely had a style and i think this the 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 gotham in this really does believe like he imagine like he created his like an actual city called Gotham, not just a city that already exists and just recolored it, which I think I really appreciate it. And I can definitely see Arkham being portrayed this way. Okay. Mm, mm. Especially, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm really excited for all these spinoffs. Um, <laughs> six seems like a bit much. <laughs> uh, I don't I know. Mean, yeah, I'm like I'm almost willing to bet that there'll be six. <laughs> they seem like there seems like a lot already. Like by the time the third movie comes out, there's gonna be like twelve. <laughs> yeah, like I wonder. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely watch a, like a Catwoman spinoff. I, I would 100% be like down for that. Um, right. Yeah. Well, <sighs> how about we? I'll quickly touch on Destiny Two: The Witch Queen. Love it so far. A lot of fun. There's a new legendary campaign which really ups the stakes in terms of uh, single player where you traditionally just like plow through all the enemies and kind of not have to... Th- there'd be like no consequence. In this, when you play with legendary, you really have to think strategically. You can't just shoot... Like you can't just stand there and just shoot everything. You have to kind of take cover and make decisions. I really, really like that. It's challenging and you wipe and everything resets, but you just go at it again. Um, it's. I wonder if this is like what the Souls players really dig, but now we're getting a taste of it. Wait, what? What do you mean? Like, um, like when you like when you die, you wipe like basically oh, the checkpoint, and yeah. and like all the enemies come back, and you have to try again, and it's like mm-hmm. I wonder if this is like kind of that appeal of, um, Dark Souls and stuff where it's like, I want to, I want to beat this next level. Like mm. I know I can do it. It's it's the game's not being cheap. I just know it, it's difficult, but I I know it's doable. 
and then you feel yeah. that sense of achievement and you get rewarded for it you get extra loot it's great the amount of like dopamine hits you get at the end of each like encounter that you you defeat is awesome so i i really am enjoying it so far um yeah i'm, so, I'm keen to that play sounds some like more. very like arcadey almost more yeah. than it does yeah oh yeah 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 that's true actually yeah it, it definitely I, i'm definitely really enjoying it so far and it's like made me think about my build my character a lot more i guess like people who do hardcore raids and you know really high level content probably already think that way but like for someone who plays like solo I haven't really had to think like that, but this has made me think like that in terms of specking out my character and the the different abilities, how the different armor sets, the different weapons I use. So really, really stoked for that. Cool. Right. Um, but yeah, chat, please feel free to ask us any questions uh, on anything we're talking about. Definitely would love to hear your your thoughts on Batman, on, on Destiny, if you played it so far. But John, I think this is my favorite part of the show, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, like it's not much I guess it's technically a recurring segment. Yeah, I guess it is. It's wrestle talk. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so Yeah, so yesterday in Australian time, so it aired from nine to one. It was a long show. It mm. takes around four hours. Mm. And then there's also the extra one where there's like an extra hour of also wrestling. So it's like a big show. Um it was all the late wrestling's revolution for this year so they have four quarterly pay-per-views they're kind of like tent poles for like the years like they all their stories kind of build towards that and they kind mm. of you know build again to the next one so on um yeah it's very very good just like they usually are it's like a lot of very good matches with a lot like a lot of variety so it's like uh, i'll try and bring up like the card list because it was i'm not sure how much you anyone would care but let's let's try it because I usually just kind of ramble on for a while without really saying anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like each, like I don't know, because like uh, their last pay per view was double or nothing, I think. Or mm. no, it can't be double or nothing. It has to be another one. <laughs> oh, already losing it. But like <laughs> um, so this one was the first one with Adam Page as like the top champion. Like he's like first pay per view defense. He's like he's someone who's like built up for like more than two years to take the belt off Kenny Omega. And now he's, he's like won the belt and now he's kind of getting more confident and there's a lot of really good character work going into that arc still. And I like, he had, I'm actually not sure how to talk about it. Cause like, no one's going to know the names unless you actually follow wrestling. So it's hard to get into it. But um, anyway, I'll just run down the card and I'll see what sparks my interest. So first was like Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is mm. like the, this this guy have been been on the indies for like literally decades and has like suddenly gotten to AEW and everyone's just latched onto him as someone that just ever like you know the pure face but unrelated you know. to Kofi Kingston yeah completely unrelated okay okay cool yeah cool. yeah there's a lot of shared names in general like even in AEW there's a lot of shared names because gotcha. like the world t the top like the last match the world title match was against Adam Page and Adam Cole so I've seen a lot of bad jokes saying it's like oh, i bet adam's gonna win and <laughs> it's like there's a lot of cages and pages in the company as well like there's a lot of of course of course of, uh, synonyms like <laughs> um yeah so chris jericho and eddie kingston done like a kind of old school japanese match where it's like really working really stiff hitting each other like crazy hard 
like lots of like chopping and like striking and everything wow. it just looks painful um then and it was like it was kind of so it's a sh- it was a shoot not a work is that what I say? it was like yeah kind of. like it was it was more realistic rather than like trying to f- fake for spectacle yeah it's like stiff is like working stiff means like basically laying in harder rather yeah. than like you know kind of holding it back as much mm. as you normally would against anyone else mm. there, was, there was a lot of that this show <laughs> a lot of working stiff i think um next one was this three-way tag title match which means there's three pairs of two so it's six people all at once like going for the tag titles which is like so i had um jungle express who are the champ or jurassic express who are the champions then young bucks versus um and red dragon so like young bucks are like like this match basically had like their fingerprints all over it it's like this really complicated layout everything's moving so fast and so fluidly like everyone's putting in like their best work like it's i don't know it's like all these like crossing of like of like different (laughs) um my god i don't know it's like you're watching it and you're like so drawn into it and like everything's moving so quickly because like not only is a tag match there's a tag match it's like a three team tag title match that's moving at the same pace or even yeah. faster yeah so they're constantly like leading each other into counters and like you know like surprise attacks from like different directions and everything's like so i don't know it's like absurdly clean and high level yeah for something that had to take so much work and thought yeah. during it like it just it's insane Mm-mm. Oh um, my god, that's the thing. Like, I I haven't heard this much excitement around wrestling in a long, long time. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't hear it anymore about WWE, obviously. So I'm. It's it's cool to hear that you know storylines that actually like you know storylines and pay per views where you actually want to watch the whole thing, not you have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like it's very um. Because, like, I'm not kind of... The stories have been better lately to a degree, but they've kind of... I feel like they've kind of dropped off over the last year to also to a degree. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, everyone has different opinions when it comes to wrestling storylines because they're, they're so, like... They're planned out, but there's also, like, a level of... Not, improv- improv- not improvisation, but, like, testing the waters constantly to like see Mm. what's getting over what's not like how to approach a story like they have their plans but i don't know it all feels very um you know kind of unsettled you know like everything can change to a degree especially with stuff like injuries (laughs) um yep that yeah that it's like i know like a lot of it's like i know it's meant to be fake and blah 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 blah, but some of the like it actually takes a lot out of you to be able to, like, it, you still get injured. <laughs> and it requires a lot of work to, like, pull your punches or, you know, like, hold someone and not, like, actually hurt them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to, to stop momentum like that and stuff. And, like, there's no wonder that there's so many, like, torn muscles and things like that. Just, like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, crazy, cause was, Yeah, like, on that topic, it came out, like, a couple, like, a month or two ago. Because um, Kenny Omega, who was like a big fixture of AEW for a long time, but he's been out with injuries for a, a few months, like mm. since he lost the belt in December, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. To, to um, Adam Page. Yeah, yep. 
um like since that happened he's basically been kind of coming clean on all his injuries and they're like it's like complete like laundry list of like stuff he's been working through for years so like what the one thing that stands out is that he's has he's had vertigo for like several years that he actually wrestles with <laughs> which is like the most insane kind of thing to do because like not only risking someone else getting hurt which is kind of a real problem but the fact that he can work around it without anyone knowing because like i get i personally have motion sickness mm. so i kind of know what it it is when it's intense and like the and fact he, that he oh, can do what he does dude, for like crazy yeah i'm just thinking about that oh man yeah how how is he working like that uh, yeah because he said he got like he kind of explained it where he said like he got because someone like figured out what match it was and when it happened and it was like when he got like dropped on the back of his head and then he kind of just it was like not the match wasn't over either so he kept going with that match and then it's just kind of been a fixture of his mm. life since and like yeah. someone said like he said um something about how he kind of shuffles around instead of walking now <laughs> like he's kind of he's got so many like you know long-term injuries that is like it's kind of incredible that he's been doing anything <laughs> yeah like yeah. you said like it's hard to get out of bed sometimes just because of how like you know much pain and how like immobile yeah. a lot of his body can be yeah because like a lot of wrestlers like especially like wrestlers traditionally don't live very long and and traditionally like i think they've had issues where you know substance abuse becomes a thing because like you go from like pills prescribed pills to like that's not strong enough anymore to like you know, low level drugs and then hardcore stuff and it just kind of ruins you like then that kind of like compounds the issue um yeah a lot of sad stories yeah like it's kind of like thankfully it's not as big a deal now it's like kind of like a also sort of a running joke is the idea that like this current generation of active wrestlers are like generally wrestling nerds and also play a yes. lot of games and stuff like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all like almost all of them are the same kind of nerd where they're super into video games and super into wrestling <laughs> yeah exactly and like so they have like a different view of wrestling that's different from like the ego driven approach yeah. you know like you know like hulk hogan he like completely wrecked the people around him yeah in like as a collaborator like he would like push everyone down he would like take control of whatever that would benefit him and like a lot of people are like that and like nowadays yeah. it's like very very collaborative and cooperative yeah like they, they literally like play player. they'll play fortnite after like they'll literally play like legal like you know raid shadow legends or whatever in the locker room like a lot of them do game you're right yeah like it's i don't know i i think i'm not sure why i mentioned it it's just oh yeah like i was just trying to say it's, it's a very like, different vibe yeah it's like there isn't as much substance abuse or at least it's not really you know encouraged nearly to the same degree it was yeah aside from like depending it's more about where you grew up and who you're surrounded by like yeah. in real life <laughs> um yeah. but you know still cause problems yeah um, no fair enough fair enough <laughs> no but no it's good it's always good to know and, and learn about that stuff i um oh here we go uh cad cad so i'm i'm so sorry cad's name added tried some our tried some amateur wrestling for a friend's project last year took me out for the whole week can't imagine what pro work would do that's crazy that yeah Oof. yeah, yeah I, can't, I, keep, I can only imagine that man yeah it's like when you because i haven't looked into it enough because like lo plenty of wrestlers have like written books and like it's you mm. know and i really want to read a few just because you get a much better sense of what goes into it um 
yeah because it's like it's just impossible to really like yeah like actually trying out amateur wrestling and getting like on your ass for a week is like that doesn't sound too surprising to me from what i've heard like it takes like you have to have like such a like thick skin like you have to be able to have like such a higher pain tolerance and your body has to be like so resilient like it's not like it's not really fair like you have to be born a certain way and you'll have to be willing to treat your body a certain way like even stuff like blading and death matches like that stuff's like the lower level of like pain yeah like it's like the higher pain is like getting tossed around on your spine over and over again and and like being in uncomfortable situations and doing a lot of lifts and stuff that you know like think about like the positions they're in like they're not doing proper lifting technique and stuff like come on like uh, you know they're gonna make it look like a real fight so there's a lot of things that they put their bodies through and yeah, definitely. You can definitely see that physicality now. Like, I've, like even like back in the day, like not every wrestler was actually like athletic. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? A lot Whereas of it was more different. about seeing. Yeah, like a lot of it was like seeing big guys fight each other. Yeah, and not much like there wasn't much like as much craft to it. Yeah, it was more about like, are you big and have a lot of mass? Like you can hit someone for kind of fake. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe do it safely. That's enough. Yeah, but um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure I'll go through the rest of the card. Yeah. I was oh, just wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, we've got overall, it. yeah, it's a very what did you good think? show. They kind of like matched up with the last two, which have like they've been doing a very good job of like just filling the cards. Like, cause it's like a long show; it's like four hours long, like without the extra stuff. And it's like it's mm. very high quality, almost like by de- like by default, it's at a high level. It's uh. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's always like a big event. Yeah. And question, you mentioned that it started at nine. Is that nine o'clock your time or like... It, like My time in the morning. Oh, nine o'clock in the morning. Okay. That's... Yeah. I was expecting nine o'clock at night. I don't know why I was thinking that. But yeah, nine o'clock in the no, morning makes sense, sense um, yeah. for the evening. But no, that... I guess that that, that would have been like a great morning. <laughs> it seems like it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, exhausting. (laughs) Not even in the building, and it's exhausting. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Thanks so much for for enlightening us once again about the world of AEW and what's going on in wrestling. And I guess, um, you know, Tony Khan, like kind of the the man behind AEW um, purchasing, was it? Uh, Ring of Honor? Was it you said? Yeah. Ring of Honor. um, There's another promotion that's like kind of they haven't been doing well for a long time um though they were anyway they were kind of on their last legs as a promotion mm, like mm. as a company and the company that owns them wanted to sell them off and khan tony khan like that he's the person who runs aw but doesn't own it yeah billionaire dad does <laughs> but yeah. um khan tony khan himself has purchased ring of honor to gotcha. see and he's like talked about like actually running it as a separate promotion like alongside AEW. Would, would it, do you, is it going to be something like an NXT thing? You know, how like that is like setting up the junior wrestlers who are going to move into full-on WWE? Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of assuming that because gotcha. I don't think there's any information other than that he plans to keep it going, which he really doesn't have to. It's yeah. kind of surprising he's doing it. Unless he just wants to do something that's his own and not with dad, you know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I don't know. There's... I'm sure there's some politics there as well. Who knows? Oh, I just meant as in like there's very little information. Like they've been very yeah. selective in what they're saying so yeah. far about that stuff. But it's um, build the hype. Build the hype. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, oh, hopefully yeah. it makes, like, a healthier industry because that's still something that, like, needs to get a little better for the sake of the industry. So, mm. hopeful. <laughs> awesome. No, thanks so much, man. Always, always love... Always love learning about what's going on, um, you know, in the, uh, I guess the, uh, how should I put it, the um, the wonderful world of wrestling. I'll put it that way. All right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. I will, I will say now, just before I forget, yep. it's like, I think in the future, whenever I talk about wrestling, I'll just kind of cover a particular storyline or match Sweet. and how, in a way that people can get on board with more rather than just running down cards because <laughs> I bet I can do that better. So. Alrighty, I'll, I'll take your word up on that. Um, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it. I think um, I think that's yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I think let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up and uh, let's uh, let's talk, let's thank our members in just a sec. As always, thank you to thank you to everyone who's watched us live. Uh, this was a very we're very excited to see uh, you know very excited to like see how this went and I think like we I think it went pretty well and excited to see that people were in chat saying hello, asking us questions, um, you know, kind of giving their feedback. Like always, always keen to hear what um, you know what everyone at home is is like kind of thinking about or you know what 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 their opinions are because we're all part of this uh, wonderful double jump community and uh, as always double jump radio is made possible thanks to the support of our wonderful members you too at home can support double jump by heading to doublejump.co slash memberships and signing up today uh, but if if you can't you know if you can't uh, tip us or or become a member we do appreciate you liking all of our social media posts uh, reading through our articles and just sharing us around. We really do appreciate it. Um, you'll see below uh, there's a link to uh, send in your questions to our official podcast email and if we'll, uh, we'll definitely endeavor to read your email and answer it live on our next episode. Um, but yes, that everyone at home, thank you. Thank you immensely, John. I am super pumped. Uh, you know, to, to to hear what people think about today's episode and, and love to see and, and hear your thoughts about what how this episode went. Thank you so much again, John. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Nah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It's, um, it's always a fun time you know, hanging out with you and, and hanging out with our, with our wonderful community members. As always, head over to doublejump.co to listen to all of our uh, previous episodes, read all of our awesome articles, and find our social media links. And yeah, until next time, look out for one. Peace. Oh, yeah.